All right, welcome to Pass the Mic, episode 32 for Friday, July 8th via Zoom again, since we're enjoying our summer and away from Studio B. It's Mike Piotti here, joined by Mike Gervasi. Welcome. And on the cool check-in, set a stage on the mic, and we putting it on wax. That's the Beastie Boys, Mike. Thank you for letting me know, since it wasn't uh, Yacht Rock, which is what is on uh, Sirius. I had two weeks of listening to Sirius Satellite Radio and jumped all over the place. Yeah. Um, but but I am back here in a home studio in Brownstown Township. Okay, to now, you're, you're listening to Sirius. Did you get caught up on, on any of the old school rap? Well, here's the deal in Sirius. Uh, my wife, even though I'm the driver, she's very uh, uh, possessive of the Sirius station. And I'll get told that I have to change the station. As a matter of fact, on 80s on 8, they had a live show with Kenny Loggins. Oh, yeah. You know, like he was on quite a bit this weekend. And he was like talking and performing songs live, which I was really enjoying. Wow. My wife, not so much. Yeah, and she's normally I think she likes him, but she said it just didn't sound good live, and she was annoyed by it. Annoyed by some of the, and some of the questions were lame that people called in. But uh, uh, fun fact, I, according to that little drive, he never he never really met Tom Cruise until recently. Really, you know the yes, it was just until recently, and when they met, he wanted to know if Danger Zone was going to be in the new movie, and Tom Cruise said absolutely. It had to be, and it was not going to be redone. Yeah. And it wasn't. I haven't seen it. Have you seen it? No, I, I have not yet. Know. You haven't even seen the old one, though. I haven't even seen the old one, but supposedly it's the same version from back in uh, the day. Now, you know, Kenny Loggins, I know Top Gun, much more popular, but man, when I think of him, uh, Stallone fans will appreciate this. I think <sighs> of it over the top. Over the top. Um, you know, he had a very, it was a sentimental ballad, but that's what I think of is over the top. Kenny Meet Loggins. me halfway. Yes, he did, another, he did a, a pretty good song for Caddyshack. I don't know if it was Caddyshack one or two, but he did a pretty good song for that too. But yeah, yeah so it, it was awesome. a I, it was a cool thing. I wish I could have listened to it more, but we had to switch to like you know, yeah, the tens or whatever. But that's now that I see you're wearing. You, you're kind of, and we'll we'll get into all the stuff we have to get into. But your little, your your both your loyalties there. I, I I told you know I'm I sort of you know I'm against. I'm, well, I was previously anti-Michigan, but I can't. I mailed the first tuition payment in, so I'm officially done being anti-Michigan. I am, yeah. I am uh, no longer anti-Michigan, um, and I was always sort of anti-wings. But you know, I've always been a Pistons fan, oh. and part of it is there's no pist- there's no basketball in Pittsburgh. So, well, when you hear my hot mic today, it's just, uh, oh my my goodness. So, any uh, feedback from anybody that you reached that reached out to you? Coach Savader reached out. Uh, he was yes, high he on uh, Michael Pena and, and Man. told us that we should probably watch Ant Man. Yeah, he is. He, he maybe. We might have to have a quick discussion with the page. I, I think that uh, Tony might be our most loyal listener. Although, uh, you know, in fairness to the page, Joaquin had a, a little bit of a nasty injury last week. Well, let's not violate HIPAA rights. <laughs> I, I'm sure they're okay with me. Mason, but yeah, so they have more pressing concerns than past the mic, is what I'm saying. Yes, but uh, so, and I, again, I I guess I got nothing but time on my, I guess those would probably be on Disney Plus or those considered Marvel movies. I don't, I don't uh, the superhero yeah. community is probably going to roast us now. I, yeah, I, I'm, I I know less than you do on that. So I'm <laughs> really next to nothing. So I did just finish Obi Wan, so maybe I'll maybe I'll fire up one of the Ant Man. So I uh, got feedback from them. And again, it's been a rough. I, I just got back into town on uh, Friday, or what was it? The first, the fourth was Monday, right? So I got into town late Sunday, the third, and I'm finally got my feet under me. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm going to talk more about the whole trip and my hot mic takes. I know some people want to hear stuff about it, but so I'm finally getting my feet back under me today. I'm running. I went, you know, one of the worst things about traveling is you, when you leave for that long of a time, your refrigerator is pretty much empty, right? Like other than condiments. So that first trip to the grocery store back is yeah. a doozy of a trip to the grocery store. And that was yesterday. So gotcha. yeah, I can imagine. All right. Do you have a mic of the week for us? I do, you know, uh, playing on the hockey theme, a little uh, preview, a little nugget uh, for the hot mic. I I'm going Mike Aruzioni of the uh, U.S. 1980 Olympic team fame. Um, wonderful guy. When he talks, he tells the story about it. Uh, he it, it really, you can kind of feel the moment when he discusses it. So I'm going Mike Aruzioni. Oh, nice. You've thrown a little throwback hockey. I can't, I can't even comment because I don't even know. It's sort of like I probably went by through Michael Pena at you last week. I'm sort of uh, in the dark. So, yeah, I just, just wait till I get to the hot mic. I'm very excited. Oh, um, you're, you're sitting, you're, you're ready to launch here. Right? Yeah. So, um, our education topic this week, and I was in the, both topics this week sort of came to me as I was on this two week marathon road trip. And as we, one of the places we visited was Mount Rushmore. And so, you know, you go there and uh, I'll talk more about South Dakota and Mount Rushmore later, but it's, you go there, the, the Badlands, first of all, beautiful in South Dakota. Mount Rushmore is amazing. It's a pretty cool um, situation, but it made me think of like, who are one or two people, historical figures that we sort of respect or look up to? We're, you're obviously a history, a social studies major, teach history. I have a history minor. We're both fans of the subject. We talked about, you know, wanting to teach a class on the U.S. presidents and that sort of thing. So I thought, what a great topic to discuss. Uh, who are one or two historical figures that you have respect for that have sort of an impact on who you become and the person you are? So who do you got? You got one, two, how, what do you have? I'm, I'm going to, and I, you know, I do this, I do this every year with my U.S. history classes. Um, and I had a hard time with this. They've never asked me to, they've never put me on the spot, but I, I'm going with two um, for different reasons. And, and Mike, I, I really wrestled with this and there's a lot of people, I, I almost hate this question because I'm like, I'm leaving so many pivotal figures out. Um, you know, obviously I can't apologize to you know, everybody that's I'm leaving out because yeah. they wouldn't care, but um, I'm going to start with Malcolm X. Um, actually, I uh, spent a lot of time, I don't know if a lot of people know this, he lived in Lansing, lived in Detroit. Uh, so somewhat of a local figure. Uh, born Malcolm Little in Omaha, Nebraska. And, you know, his story is so interesting. I read his autobiography about 20 years ago, uh, really had an impact on me and how I viewed the world. And ever since, you know, I teach him in U.S. history, um, you know, and, and the kids really gravitate towards his speeches, even when he said things that were pretty awful, frankly. Um, you, you know, he, his life sort of went through transitions but he colloquially, he spoke to the masses, his education, you know, ultimately, uh, sadly, was in prison. And I'm going to start with him, just a phenomenally interesting historical figure on so many levels. Um, and, and, you know, Andrew Burgess and I discuss, and I'm going to use this for my second figure, what might have been had certain historical figures lived. You know, uh, Malcolm never lost that, that militancy, that, that strength, uh, but he certainly modified his views. Um, he's sort of been, uh, use of the word whitewashed, I guess, a little bit uh, for, to make him more, more palatable to audiences. He really never lost that militancy. He just certainly changed his outlook. So he is one. Um, and then the second one is Bobby Kennedy. Um, 
a little bit of the lesser known Kennedys, sadly died uh, the same way his older brother John did. And Bobby, uh, you know, his, his brother gave a, the eulogy at his funeral and he gave a, a quote, uh, he was quoting uh, from somebody else, but he applied it to his brother. Some men see things as they are and say, why? I dream things that never were and say, why not? Uh, Bobby just was absolutely amazing on so many levels, uh, it, you know, what might have been, and like I said, Andrew Burgess and I have discussed writing a book uh, sort of in our Ooh. more more fantasy. Uh, Women have like to have the bird there. on the show here. Yeah, and this is one that, you know, what might have been, he might win the 1968 election, which means we don't have Richard Nixon, which means we don't have Watergate. I don't want to really geek out totally here, but, you know, do, do Americans have more trust in government now? Because there's kind of a moment and there's other things that happened, but Watergate was one of those moments where Americans really lost faith in government. So how might our world look different today had he lived? So those are my two historical figures, Malcolm X and Bobby Kennedy. I think one thing that's important when you talk about historical figures in the past was a totally different era and everyone's going to have some skeletons in their closet of, you know, things. So when you mention a name or here or there that somebody may, you know, it's easy to go back and look on somebody's life 30, 40 years down the road, you right. know, but we all sort of have those things. Um, when I first started thinking about this, I actually had one, I have one politician and one athlete. Um, and I had my first, and my politician, I changed and I changed it to Robert Kennedy. Um, I initially was going to be FDR. And I changed it to Robert Kennedy for a lot of the same reasons that you discussed, sort of the what if factor of, our, of, of Robert Kennedy. I think that you and I have talked about this before. I think the civil rights movement and the racial makeup of this country would have been much smoother and better under an RFK um, lifetime. I, I just feel that's my own personal opinion. I think with his passing, we've got paused even longer than we necessarily had yeah, to be. And if you don't mind me interrupting, and I'm, I'm not no. hijacking your thing here, he, his assassination actually took place. It was almost two months, almost exactly two months after King's. So you really have a just a a void. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a huge void, and. And like you said, you add in all the extra drama that happened. Of course, he was only 42 years old. And part of here's another thing we sort of knock on whatever political party it is. We need to go back to this where politicians that are run, running for office, these people 70 or 80, I, I, no offense. My dad's great guy. He's in his upper 70. He, this, I couldn't imagine the stress of the job on him. Yeah. of doing that job. And I, right. I don't understand. In our, and it's sort of our generation that's sort of getting left behind you know in a way of like we you know how many you know you like i said we would be babies in the u.s senate at 46 yeah. and isn't that crazy you know it, it, it's unbelievable and here was a guy 42 uh cut down way too early and again he made he was on his way to probably winning the primary and there's still the presidential election yeah um, and you know the other thing is too if you watch his funeral train procession uh, people of all walks of life black white so far, you know, nuns, Boy Scouts, Little League players, they came out to see the train. Like, it, it, you know, yeah. how many historical figures would we have? Or I'm sorry, not even historical figures. How many figures today would we get that sort of unity? Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of any, to be honest with you. It's just it was someone cut way too short, and, and you can do what ifs all the time. Because I, I think racial relations in this country suffered majorly because of yeah. that, uh, because of his passing. My other, um, uh, historical figure also was had their life cut short um, and I'm tip of the pirate's hat to Roberto Clemente um, oh, wow. died on New Year's Eve in 1972 he was an NL MVP 
1966. He was 38 years old. He was on a rescue mission. Yeah. Uh, the plane crashed, flying things back to Puerto Rico, his home country. Um, he had ended his career obviously ended he was at 3,000 hits so it sort of ties into with uh, Miguel Cabrera cool, yeah. this year um the, he was just a legend and a guy that was you know 38 you know we talk about baseball players but that was a different era too guys would play well into their lower 40s mid 40s back then too and just changed the game of baseball and some of his highlights where you watch him throwing from the outfield it's like a freak of nature back in an era where guys weren't in the right. weight room all the time, you know, they right. were just sort of who, who they were. And um, I, I, my son and I were at the, we went, one of the stops on our trip, we were at the Rockies Dodgers game. We stopped in Colorado and just, he was watching a guy in the warmups throw a ball from center field all the way to the third baseline. Like, like it was me and you just tossing them on the out, you know, in the backyard. And it's amazing. I'm always, again, that's one thing I'm pro athletes. They get earn every penny in my opinion. And I'm always amazed by the stuff they can do. And I think back to that era of baseball and Roberto Clemente, um, not only as a athlete, but as a person and a human being, sure. the, the loss was uh, tremendous. And again, lo- gone way too early, 38 way years of age. Yeah. So my two people, I sort of picked that um, had a positive impact in their careers, what they did, but then were also taken from us way too early. Uh, so those are my two figures that I wanted to point out and maybe throw an olive branch to our baseball <laughs> fans. Oh, there that you, are, go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's funny, he's such a, massive figure that I didn't even I mean I knew he was a baseball player obviously but that isn't even what comes to my mind and he yeah. is certainly one of the best you know 50 players of all time I'm sure the baseball some baseball people might debate that but I think of him in so many other realms you know he was such an important figure that you don't even necessarily consider him totally in baseball so he came to mind to us too because my son there's a Dodgers fan there that had a, it was a Brooklyn Dodgers jersey Jackie Robinson jersey which I thought was really cool it was a cool and I told him you know I'm in I'm getting to be old man status now back when I was a kid I'd always get jerseys right with people's numbers and names on it and now you get to a point where like I'm not paying for that because it's it's outrageously expensive right and then they're going to be gone the next year so I always I told my son I go I go that'd be a cool jersey that I'd always be willing to buy because you know it's never it's it's just classic and the same yeah. with the Roberto Clemente Pirates jersey, like because first of all, the Pirates are going to sell off anyone that's good anyway. So you better buy a Roberto Clemente or Willie Stargell jersey because other than that, they're going somewhere else down the road anyway. But um, uh, just two cool jerseys, and that's what made me think of that. So Bobby Bonilla day just passed. Yes, he did. Former Pirate that they sold. Luckily, they got, first, of, yeah. they got rid of They got rid. Maybe a Barry Bonds old pirate. I I had a Barry Bonds old pirate jersey back in the day. Crazy, really. Um, before he got shipped off to the and when he was small and not a huge head. I, Mike, I was such a literally, fan. literally and figuratively. Figuratively, I, I was such a fan of his. I was younger in eighth grade, so this is pre you know head getting bigger. Um, I got an earring when I was in eighth grade. I was out of. I didn't do the cross like he did, but I, yeah. I, I, go, go watch the YouTube video of him and Jim Leland oh, uh, man, fighting at spring training. Classic. <laughs> such a, such a great video look it up on youtube it's a classic so all right that brings us to overrated underrated so that also comes from this road trip i'm thinking the 50 u.s states i drove through i think my wife did the tally i think 14 15 if you count leaving michigan which is in a two-week period so i had some a lot under my belt so i figured you know every state has its good and bad so i want to know again what and again this isn't good or bad really it's overrated underrated what is your overrated u.s state one of 50 Overrated was easy. Um, and I, I'm going to like mentally guess that you have the same one. I'm going to say Florida. Um, Florida we did not discuss so, this before. Yeah. And well, we've discussed Disney World. And again, yeah. for the kids, it's great, but it's such a hot and 
long trip. You always need a rest from the vacation that you took. Um, you know, the weather is nice. The beaches are great, but there are beaches in other places. And, and Florida is notorious for all the crazy stuff that happens there. You know, I know a local radio station used to do only this could happen in Florida. And it was every day something crazy. And I know that's the cherry picking. You probably do that any place. But um, I'm going to Florida for, for so many reasons. It, you know, it just everybody... I, I realize people retire there, you know, and I'm sure you have family members, as do I, but I'm saying Florida, just uh, highly overrated. Yeah, you're right. You read my mind. I'm going to agree with Florida. Um, I've been there numerous times, both Disney and not Disney. I've flown there. I drove there. Um, it, you know, yes, it has a great climate beaches, but so does the, you know, the, the Gulf states, you know, Mississippi and Alabama have some nice white sand beaches along the Gulf too. It's but you know, it's sort of like, uh, unless you're going out to Hawaii, it's, you're, you're, it's really the only show in town. So you're sort of stuck with that. And then you add the Disney factor in, but uh, it's just sort of like one of those things that we deal with. And like, we like, oh, I guess we're going to, you know, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're, right. you're going to Disney or yeah, I'm going to, to, and we did a road trip a few years ago to Clearwater. And again, it's a great cool town. And we've been, I've been to a game in Tampa, a baseball game. I've been to a, a Steeler Buccaneers game. I mean, it's, the state just continues to grow. I mean, I don't, I mean, there has to be a point where it's like, <laughs> it runs out of room, right? Like, right. I mean, I, I guess, but to me, again, not a, I don't think it's like the worst state of the 50 is just overrated. overrated. Like people think it's right. like the greatest thing in the world. So this is one of those that's clearly not bad. I've been there. I've traveled there. I've spent money there. I've, you know, I've gone multiple, that's probably one of the states if I probably looked it up other than Pennsylvania that I've been to the most um, outside of the other 50 states, but it's just, Oh, man overrated so yeah what is your underrated so you know this, i struggled with this one um i haven't been to nearly as many states as you have and uh you know i was talking to Kristen about it and i arrived at the conclusion it's gonna be michigan um outside of here i, I really don't think people really can appreciate the beauty of the state you know i told you i spent a lot of time in the up uh in the last decade or so that is a just a gorgeous place to go visit in the summer i am not one i'm with you on the seasons i don't like the four seasons that everybody waxes poetically about that's probably the one thing i, I i'm not probably that's the one thing i really don't like but I, there's so many things here that i really don't think the rest of the country when they talk about places to go you know i'm a new york fan and a lot of people when they think united states think of new york i just got back from chicago wonderful place to be but to me Michigan just has so much to offer. I really don't think the rest of the country understands it. So I'm going with Michigan as my underrated. After driving through a lot of states, I'm going to tell you right now that um, Michigan has a perfect, to me, a perfect combination of um, city life, mm -hmm. away from city life, and not to the point where it's so barren and nothing. Okay. Right. At least that's one thing Elise and I were talking about. Crossing 94 across the state, um, you don't really ever get into an era area where it's totally abandoned. I mean, right. yes, it's smaller. Same with 96, same with 75 going up yeah. north until you yeah. really get into the UP. Uh, it, but you still get a nice balance. There are some states that we went on this trip that like literally you have to get gas or you won't make it uh, to the next town that is wow. inhabited, which is just crazy to me. Um, my underrated, and that's going to be somewhere I just visited this on this trip the first time ever. We stayed there for um, the most nights we stayed anywhere, three nights, because it was right outside Yellowstone, the state of Idaho, um, and we stayed in a town called Island Park. Um, just a, and, I, and again, I'm going to say it's underrated because I never would have thought up until this year planning this trip, I never said, oh, I can't wait to go to Idaho. Um, and it is a, be 
beautiful state. Um, the area we stayed in, we drove about two hours through it to get to our next stop. Um, the people were extremely friendly. Um, the town we were in, this Island Park, which is about 30 minutes from West Yellowstone, Montana, to get into the park, was it seemed to be a heavy tourist town for fishing and fly fishing, which was really cool to see. It was still a pretty um, uh, neat place to go. I, from what I read, and I did a little research, a lot of values of homes are going up in Idaho because people from Northern California are moving into Idaho because it's cheaper and uh, undiscovered. Um, so if you've never been out that way, um, and again, I, did I cover the whole state? Did I go all the way up to the to the crazy uh, I part? No, I was you know down in the southeast. But I can just say from my little visit there, it's definitely some place where twenty year old me would be like, I never need to go to Idaho. Where I would almost go back to this place. And again, I'm one of these people with traveling for me. I try not to repeat things, but um, I think it's an underrated state. And I don't think it's good from the sounds of things. From what I read, a lot of these people moving in, it's underrated status maybe disappearing because so many people are. Wow. starting to move and go there. So Idaho is my uh, underrated of the 50 U.S. states. We'd love to hear what other people think. Um, I don't I don't think we're going to hear anything like Florida being underrated, but we may hear some uh, other states that people find underrated that yeah. are sort of yeah. hidden gems. So, all right. Uh, do you have a hot mic take for the week? I do. Um, all right. So ESPN E60 did a documentary and I now... I preface by saying, as you know, I'm not a huge hockey fan, um, but it brought me back. I, I was in the 90s, and they did an unrivaled um, documentary on the uh, Red Wings and Avalanche. I am going to recommend this for any sports fan, any fan, uh, anything. I mean, there, it is, Mike, it is so well done. Um, you know, you, I don't want to give too much away for the people that haven't seen it. I, I think that if you know what's out there and if you were a hockey fan at all, you probably have already seen it, but I, I'm, I'm kind of speaking to others that may have been more casual at the time, maybe celebrated when the Red Wings won the cup in 97, 98. Um, it is truly remarkable. You get all the perspectives and what they did is they brought uh, on, you know, the 25th anniversary of the big fight that took place at, at Joe Lewis. And I'm normally not a fan of fighting, but that, that I, as a fan of sports, I, I do believe it had to happen. Uh, but they brought Claude Lemieux and Darren McCarty into LCA and just did like a, uh, a casual conversation between the two of them with the fans on hand. Um, and it was, it was, it was really cool. And Claude Lemieux comes off as, as comes off pretty well, frankly. Um, and a lot of the other villains in this, from a Detroiters perspective, Patrick Waugh, I mean, I, he hated him and he was so hateable that he, he filled that villain role perfectly. He comes across really well. Um, it, it, you just see a lot of people and it, there's, you know, I, I had forgotten this. I, I knew about it. The fact that the Konstantinov thing happened so uh, close to the winning the cup, uh, that is really brought out too. So it's, it's an amazing documentary. I'm telling you to watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. And I, I know you've over the years liked it at Red Wing fans, but I think you'll really enjoy this um, and the listener. It's, it's amazing. So that's my hot mic. Ironically, um, on our trip, which I'll talk about here on my hot mic, that we arrived in Denver on, uh, I think it was a Wednesday, um, checked into our hotel, and luckily it was a Wednesday because Thursday was the parade for the Stanley Cup, and it was a block from our hotel. So we checked in Wednesday. My son and I went to the, the, the Dodgers game at night. They had the players, they brought the cup out, their captain through the first pitch, excuse my ignorance on uh, the Colorado Avalanche, I don't. My son had to start telling me who was who, and he didn't even have a ton of info because 
Uh, we don't, we're not a huge NHL family and we do, we, we're a Penguins fan. So it's a Western conference team and this and that, but um, so that was pretty cool to see, just to see the people uh, celebrating. And then we got up early the next day because literally we could get out of our hotel, take a left and the parade was right there. And I posted some pictures and maybe I'll throw some pictures on the uh, Facebook page. So it was like one of these things we just sort of stumbled across. Like it was literally like walking out your door and turning and walking 10 feet. I didn't know anyone. Uh, you know who was who but just to because I've never gone to any of the piston ones sure. the I was too young for the 84 Tigers obviously and then I didn't go to the piston ones I didn't go to the wing ones um and I those were hit right <laughs> like so um yeah. so it was cool to see I you know they the people it was fun, just you know people day drinking and living it up and we didn't go to the rally we went and uh, had lunch but it was right there and um and then in when we were eating dinner that night on all the tvs was the uh, special you were talking about uh the espn special i couldn't hear it but i could see the footage and my son was asking me about the fight and it's definitely something i think i want to take a look at even though i wasn't the biggest i'm not the biggest wings fan or avalanche fan i was just sort of there as a neutral participant uh watching this parade and uh it was pretty cool though the people good for the people you know that's always a good feeling i mean other than the cleveland browns i think i would Sure for success for just about anybody. So uh, good for the people of Denver. Uh, it's like, been a while know, for them too. You, you mentioned the parade. I, I remember I went to the old four piston one. Um, you know, I, I think as a society, we, this is a show for a discussion for another show, but we do put too much of a premium on sports at the same time, when you go to a parade and I love sports, by the way, I just, I do. I, I'm just like, I think that, some things have gotten out of hand, but nonetheless, um, you go to a parade, the feeling, I remember thinking this all before, tell me now with more than a million people here celebrating that sports don't matter. You know, you bring people oh, together. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's the awesome. time, it, it, it was a Thursday in a major city and like, there was like some young professionals by us that clearly took the day off work and had a you know case of white claws and they were slamming them and stomping them on the ground and we were probably the only people there in non like just neutral clothing I think I you know I didn't and so like I took pictures of my kids as a cup drove by and a lady volunteer to take all of our picture you know everyone's just obviously in a yeah. good mood and friendly it was it was really cool to experience and again I didn't have to deal with parking I didn't have to deal with driving home so of course I'm like why would I not uh right, walk right. up on this and check it out so right um so my hot mic some people had asked and so I'm just gonna so this we we've been planning this trip since November and we, uh, a couple things just sort of fell into place. Luckily, my wife's lease had way under the mileage. Um, we decided that, okay, the only thing that sort of didn't fall into our favor was gas prices, but that's sort of out of control. Um, we got lucky because Yellowstone, as you know, before it was flooded and we didn't think we were gonna get in, they did open it. So we got lucky and we were able to go into the park. Um, some people that I talked to, I talked to people out there, um, uh, some people fly into Montana to do this trip. Uh, to hit Yellowstone and the stuff out there, we decided we were going to suck it up and drive. So uh, it was a two-week Sunday to Sunday adventure. Um, I first, I, I sort of got out Google Maps and sort of, I, I don't know about you, but I'm, I don't have a problem driving. I can usually knock out 12, 12, 13 is my cap with a stop, obviously, to eat or do whatever. So I started planning out like nine-hour drives, um, got us to Rochester, Minnesota, just to get us out. Um, and then we stopped for two nights in South Dakota, the uh, Badlands and Mount Rushmore, like I mentioned. Um, oh, man, the Badlands were beautiful. Mount Rushmore is pretty cool too, but man, it's a lot of money and a lot of time just <laughs> to go yeah. up into. And again, went to many states, right? And again, I'm not being political here. South Dakota's economy, focus more on your natural beauty and not the um, MAGA 
uh, anti Joe Biden shirts. I don't, I don't, every gift shop, you know, all the other Wyoming, Montana, Idaho, all the other gift shops were about the natural beauty. For some reason, South Dakota, their economy must be based on uh, let's go Brandon shirts or something, I guess. But that's just my personal opinion. You have enough beautiful stuff there to focus on it. Um, so, and it's funny at the, the, the Rockies game, I met, I met the people in front of us, the ladies from North Dakota, and she says, there's absolutely nothing to do from North Dakota. I go, what about South Dakota? And she goes, Mount Rushmore of the Badlands. And then that's it. That's so it, yeah. That drew us in there. Uh, we, like I said, we drove through Mont, uh, Wyoming and into Grand Teton Park and then up into Jackson Hole. And then we stayed in our place in Idaho and Airbnb. Um, beautiful uh, Yellowstone. It's just, it's just amazing. The, the, our country, we're so blessed, you know, from going to Europe, where everything's so tight and compact and there is a little bit of land here and there to the total opposite. I mean, we just have sure. so much that's open and beautiful. And the national park system is something right or left. I mean, I think everyone can agree that the US government did correctly um, in protecting lands and uh, it was just great. Way. Yep, and uh, beautiful. We spent three nights there. Then we drove down into Southern Utah and to see Zion do some uh, experience, uh, you know, experiences. It was popped in, like I mentioned last time, we stopped in Salt Lake City. Uh, then we did two nights in Santa Fe. Very cool town, very cool city, great vibe. Um, I, 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 one of those places, like whenever I travel, I think, can I retire here? And Santa Fe is definitely the vibe of a town. People were so friendly and just a really cool town. So, you know, it reminds me of Ann Arbor multiplied like a much bigger scale, sure. I guess is what I would say. Um, and so that was cool. And then we drove a two hours from there to Denver. Like I said, just got lucky, popped in. We we're able to catch a Dodgers game. We we're able to catch that parade. Uh, totally different vibe from everything else. We we're downtown, there's a celebration, of, you know, tons of people. And then the plan was to drive home through Kansas City and then get home in one day. And But then my in-laws, I want to give a shout out to my brother-in-law and sister-in-law that live in just out of Des Moines, uh, had us stop there. We stayed there for two nights, which thank God, because I needed the rest. You need, if, with all that driving, two nights of stays help. Uh, it was pretty cool to be in Iowa. Cheapest gas on the route was in Iowa, by the way. Um, oh, really? Mid to low fours at the point of recording. I know we're starting to pull back a little bit here, uh, but Iowa was, and, and we went to like the, the farmer's market downtown. Just just something I'm really happy that my kids were able to experience to see all these different places. Did everyone like every aspect of the trip? No, but when you have two weeks of time, everyone had things they liked and didn't like. So uh, if it's something you can plan and it falls into your wheelhouse and you don't mind driving, um, reach out to me. I'll give you things that worked well and things that didn't, uh, but it's definitely a great time and we enjoyed it, but I'm also happy to be home back in the 48173, I guess, so. Sure. Well, cool. That sounds great. That sounds. Uh, how was, speaking of that, I want to know how was your flight, your Fourth um, of July flight? Oh man, wrap things up was, this week. You know, you didn't get hit with any not, straight fireworks or anything. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the best flyer, and this I, I thought I was gonna be a lot more nervous than I was, but it was. Um, you know, I gotta credit my friend Jeff. Uh, he did remarkable work for us. I would recommend this to anybody. My kids actually, both Natalia and Melina, got to actually pilot for a little bit or co-pilot. Oh, nice. would be a, I was I was washing cars in my driveway that morning and I heard a plane I almost thought to wonder if it was you uh, flying over the downriver area ahead as I, was I think it what Mike I honestly I think it probably was we um, the I didn't even think to look up well I heard from the pates they said that their dog was because I sent the pictures to them that I sent you overhead of, of Marauder Stadium and uh, they they asked me if it was me and I it, because I, I know we flew over that neighborhood and uh they said their dog Sam was chasing us. So no, 
Yeah, I kind of, I was, I was watching the car after the long road trip with all the, and also, by the way, the one casualty of the road trip, something hit us in Illinois and shattered the windshield, which I got to go take care You're of kidding. tomorrow. Yeah, we're very lucky, as a matter of fact, that it didn't do serious damage or like could, could imagine you're driving it's the fourth weekend that goes in a grill or something you're not going anywhere for who knows how long that's what, the only what? risk of i don't even know my nate and my wife thinks it came out of a car i just saw it flying high in the air it oh. hit the passenger side windshield i mean just didn't like go in hit and went up uh but wow. like so i it said wasn't we're an all very, no it was a object <laughs> looks like something that maybe they may have hit nancy kerrigan's knee with some sort of a oh. <laughs> long dark stick or something i don't too soon i, I don't mean, know 28 years i don't know not, not not too soon that's a long time ago so yeah. but we're safely back so um that's it so um any plans uh coming up or is it now time to lay low and just no i'm gonna take a short short trip um to uh the west side of the state but really short my birthday's coming up uh, and then see some old friends. I imagine you'll be there as well. Um, oh, yeah. Well, so, I'm back. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. So, but you, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you're just, just this uh, is it, right? active running uh, the kids around, um, running Ann Arbor today. Nate has an allergist appointment and then uh, getting ready for uh, the school year, like we said, stuff like that. So, okay. all right. Like I said, reach out if you want to join us on one of these Zooms, because that's what we're probably doing most weeks until we get back into the studio in August. Uh, have a great week and uh, thanks for joining us, everybody.